Hey everybody, welcome to another week of the Soccer Thread Podcast. I'm Dan Schrader, Beaverton Podcast Studios. That late afternoon, Beaverton Sun streaming in. Uh, Ryan Palmer's right in the sun through the window. He might get warm here. Feeling good. I'm feeling good. Uh, I would like to announce that this is not a rogue podcast. Um, everyone planned this. Everyone knew that this was happening. Uh, so I'm I'm just happy to you know be a part of a planned podcast right now. Everyone's invited. <laughs> Uh, Mike, even, welcome. To even the I got invited to this podcast. That's how uh, <laughs> open oh, open it is. Above board. I was hanging out with uh, with listener Matt Bergeron today. Uh, we went to a a real soccer game, and uh, you know, L- listener and podcast. Yeah, it was embarrassing that he has podcast more recently than I have on this podcast, which <laughs> I'm supposedly a member of. So uh, you know, it uh, gave me something to think about. I hope it gives all of us a little something to think about. That's just I, that's just a quirk of uh, the podcasting history. That, you know that doesn't mean there's no trend there, Mike. I mean, trend, trends I are always heard, happening, Dan. We don't know. I also heard that you may or may not have had a, a few beers with a great friend of the pod, um, Mr. Angove. I did, yeah. Me and Mr. Angove, we met yesterday. We had a couple beers, had a great chat. Uh, turns Amazing. out we live very close to each other. So yeah, I'm. Uh, you know, as as the Potters are. Um, are plotting a coup against me. I'm kind of trying to rally, rally the minions to make sure that, you know, I stay, <laughs> I stay on board. It's all about politics. You're these true, days, baby. You're a true man of the people. Yep. You are the people's potter. Yep. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't quite figured out my strategy yet, but I'm just, I'm, you know, shaking hands, kissing babies, all that good stuff. Just, just generate that, uh, that goodwill. That's the most important yep. thing. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, without you on a podcast, we're lost for emails. Luckily, you are on the podcast. I don't have, sorry, I don't have a warm up. I don't have any, I mean, that's fine. Nothing. I tried to think of something. We've got Olympics coming up. There's got to be a good categories there. I didn't figure it out. Gold Cup stuff. Are there good Gold Cup categories? I don't know. It seems too second rate, really, to like <laughs> have good trivia behind it. I mean, it's no CONCACAF Nations League. So. No, that's right. Uh, so no warm up, but uh, we do have emails I, I, because I, in the rogue I've got a warm up that I've just created. It's a rogue warm up. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Going rogue. I just googled something very quickly and pulled up a Wikipedia wow. page. Uh, but here we are. Mike just wants that. Mike just wants some of that rogue. Uh, that rogue yeah. flavor. Give yeah. it to him. You know, I'm a little late to the trend, but I'm I'm getting in here. Uh, okay, because I'm going rogue. There will probably be some errors in here, but we're gonna do it. Uh, the the <laughs> category know. is never stop. Yeah, seriously. The category is, uh, Olympic medalist in football. So you have okay. to name, this is, this is not the individuals. That would be insane. We don't, we don't have that. Much time. Oh, I was going to go. Uh, this Messy. is, this is the nations. Um, oh, I got you. We're, we're right. doing, we're doing both, both genders, male and female. But once you name a nation, you can't say like, oh, you know, that, you know, uh, USSR the men, men, the women, USSR women. It's just right, one yeah. one nation to rule them all. And this is uh, gold, silver, bronze. Any? No, sorry, gold, gold medalist only. Come on, we don't care about those okay. losers. Okay. I, I, you know, clarification. This is a rogue. This is a rogue uh, category warm up. So. Yep. Yep. 
All right. Uh, Palmer, you can kick us off. Uh, USA. USA. That is correct. Uh, I'm not going to be able to give all the the fancy details that Dan normally does, but just know that they've won multiple gold medals on the women's side. <laughs> yeah, duh. Yeah, duh. I think we know that. Uh, <laughs> Germany. Okay. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> hey, this is this is a live live performance. Um, oh man, this is we're getting dicey here, but we'll give it to you. Am I out of it? No, we'll give it to you. Uh, we had to do a lot of a lot of returning when I do the control F, but uh, Germany, Germany's good. Uh, All right, okay. Palmer, you're up. Uh, Brazil. Brazil. Most recently. Yeah, the men definitely. Yeah. Sure, guys. All right, just you know, everyone relax. Yeah, 2016, they won. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure that the young Argentinian contingent won it in Messi's day, so I'll take Argentina. Yep, they definitely won it in 2008 and also 2004, and maybe other times as well. Who knows? I'll take it. Uh, I will take um, Mexico. Yep, 2012 champions. Defeated those Brazilians. Mm-hmm. Dan? Man, now we're getting a little tougher. Because uh, the U.S. won the last one. The, uh, I mean, I'm going to just have to start guessing at countries that you would expect have won. On the women's side, uh, I think Sweden's a good guess. Oh, that, take Sweden. that was going to be my next guess. Ooh, uh, that is a good guess, but um, but how good of a guess? You know, you're uh, you're fortunate, Dan, because in 1948, the men's Swedish obviously. national football team were gold medalists. Wow! Uh, hey, I, wow, I also it. like the Wikipedia page I'm on list off all the members and it looks like for Sweden they only list off 11 members so I'm just hoping they only brought 11 guys to the whole tournament <laughs> nobody get injured <laughs> don't screw it up Sven it's just good good man management or other Sven <laughs> or other Sven <laughs> yep all right Palmer um I oh boy let let's see I'm gonna just take a random guess at uh, women's side, maybe China. I feel like China was good. Oh, that is a good um, guess. I like that. It's, it's a good guess, but um, it is wrong. Ah, yeah, China runners up in '96, the first year of uh, women's football at the Olympics, and as far as I can tell, that was their only medal. So, hmm. uh, Dan, congratulations! You are the winner. You want to? You- I think I got. Wait, I need one in this round to cap it, don't I? Didn't Palmer go first? Sure. Or are you just trying to get on? No, this? no. I was going to ask you if you wanted to show off by just naming other teams. So go for it. Yeah, no, name, I mean, I was just going to guess. And it was between France and Italy. And I like Italy better. So, I mean, as a guess, I like Italy better. I'm not sure actual as a country. <laughs> both of <laughs> Could care less. <laughs> seem, both, they seem nice. I don't know. Both of those guesses are, are excellent. Uh, and both are correct. Italy won in 36 and France won in 84. Um, wow. Some fun countries uh, that... Yeah, give us some fun ones. Yes. So, Great Britain. You know, the English were too proud to join mm-hmm. the World Cup uh, or to participate in the World Cup, but they did win the gold medal in 1900 and 1908 and 1912. Uh, but was, they, football they was locked in the basement. They don't that do that. They don't do that now. 
right? Like yeah. so the only time the, the only reason why they did they they did in London because they were hosting, right? right. But they don't have a a Great Britain the women men's play or Great women. Britain. No, I just looked at the the groups. The women's oh, really? Huh. Yeah. Oh. I didn't know that. That seems odd. Um Canada won in nineteen oh four. Uh the same country huh. won both the silver and the bronze. That was the USA. Uh, I'm just going to assume there were only three teams at that tournament, <laughs> but I I like oh, it nonetheless. Wow, got to look into that. Uh, Uruguay won in 24 and 28. Um, Hungary with oh, a win in 52. Sense. USSR, Yugoslavia, some some former countries taking home uh, medals. Hungary three time gold medalist on the men's side. That is uh, something I would not have guessed. Those galloping Magyars. On on the women's side, I think uh, somebody guessed Dan. You guessed Sweden, Norway. I think uh, was the country you're looking for. Oh, that's a better they guess. They were yeah. champions in 2000. Otherwise, it's been a lot of USA with uh, yeah the Germans taking it home last time. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. It was a very uh, hastily put together bit of uh, trivia and warm up. Nicely done. That's great, Mike. That was Thank a great you. road warm up. Couldn't have done it without Dan's brainstorming. <laughs> I don't have a lot of creativity, but uh, I can execute a hastily put together plan very poorly. <laughs> I've got that was not poor. That was really good. That was really good. Uh, keep rolling. We got emails. Emails. Um, all right. Disclaimer. Other things were put together very quickly, including this email section. <laughs> uh, the one email I was able to extract from my email inbox was from Pedro. Uh, and it was just because it was very short. So, um, if you send in other emails recently and they haven't been read, sorry, summer vacation, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, this email from Pedro, two, three sentences, which I love in an email. He just says, Argentina and Italy win silverware the same year Maradona passes. Is this a coincidence? Are the soccer gods saying something? Ooh. So each of I you like can it. take one of these questions. Dan, which question do you want to take? Do you want to take the, is this a coincidence question? And then, or do you want to take the, are the soccer gods saying something? I'll take, is this a coincidence? Okay. But please proceed with your answer. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Just, I love it. Yeah. I mean, those are both teams that are very good and they are always in with a shout to win whatever tournament they're in. And so, you know, you give them enough chances and every once in a while they might win in the same year. And uh, this how, isn't like wild, right? This isn't how many how many Copa America finals have uh, Argentina been <laughs> Thank in? God, I mean, Messi's list of major tournaments, right. semifinal uh, right. or you know, second place is is legendary. <laughs> um, I I love this narrative, love it. Mm-hmm. it. It's not actually meaningful. However, I like the idea that we should assume that it is, and then decide if the soccer gods are saying something. See, I. Aren't they? I think if we look down the road in like twenty, you know, twenty to thirty years, and there is a new great Argentinian player who was also born this year, then we can start thinking about if mm. Maradona's spirit was transferred bodies upon his passing. But it's weird to think that Maradona's spirit would just jump into, you know, uh, Angel Di Maria when Di Maria is like thirty-two years old. <laughs> I don't know, Palmer. What do you what do you think? Are the soccer gods trying to say something though? Uh, I think that the soccer gods know what makes the world go round <laughs> and what rules everything around me. Uh, and that's cash. And I think that 
aren't they talking about doing a Argentina Italy like one game playoff oh, uh, I did see to this. see like who is the true champion? This is an excellent idea. Uh and what what is actually happening is this is going to be the winner of the Copa America eventually is going to play the winner of the the Euro uh and then apparently that's they're going to hold something that's not the World Cup because isn't that just what this is anyway? <laughs> is this um, a, is this a FIFA thing or is it like the the World Super Cup brought to you by Ford or something? I I mean, I don't know what this is. I think I may have clicked on a link that was talking about at some sort of exhibition of Italy versus Argentina in Italy. Um, but this is exactly what people were talking about this as soon as uh, as soon as Italy won, they were like, well, Argentina and Italy have to play now. Right. Because whatever World Cup, whatever. Um, this is what's happening, though. Those the the soccer gods are smiling on this moment because this is what's going to happen moving forward. We're going to have this like one game playoff for the true champion of the world two years before the World Cup. I don't hate that. I I mean, and call it the Maradona Cup yeah. because yeah, it needs, oh, I mean, there are it. other things, whatever, yes. right? Uh, I mean, it's got to have a name, and that's better than anything else. So call it that, and then we'll always remember how it got started and the two teams that were involved. And yep, Maradona obviously proud Argentinian and played most of his career in Europe. So like, there's it, it makes sense. Just call it that and do it. But the, the, to me, the key is don't open it up to the other confederations right. don't make it like the the winner of all the confederations come together and play a little mini tournament because a because it's yeah, called the already, world cup because that's the world cup but also be like the other confederations just aren't good enough so right. let's just have this be a one-off game between the two clearly best confederations yeah. Yeah. Uh, i mean i think africa probably in there with a shout actually i'd love to see that in there but until they can really prove that they're at that level, and I have no idea how you prove that. I mean, you right, got you right. got to win Africa's a World Cup, basically. If an African nation or a, sure. a yeah. nation from another confederation wins a World Cup, you're I in. Love that. Yeah. I the love World that. Cup is yeah. just a qualifier it. tournament now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I I, I love um, the idea though, because these tournaments were held simultaneously and their finals were like 16 hours apart. They should have just the following Wednesday, just boom. Yes, hundred percent. Make it just happen. Fly, everybody flies off to Miami. That's obviously more, where the this game is going to be held. <laughs> yep, exactly. More soccer in Italy. More soccer in the summer. Yep. Just come on. Less transfer rumors. More soccer. I'm about it. Yeah, yeah. I think Mike, you said it is going to be or should be in Italy. I think somebody said Palmer. Maybe. I think it. Yeah. The it won't be in Italy. Was just supposed to be a tax evasion joke from Maradona. <laughs> That's all. Um. So if this is from the gods, is it the gods um, smiling? on el diego or is it you never saw these you didn't get to see this happen during your lifetime now you have passed and so we can allow the natural state of order oh, to. Re- you think re- it was like a curse does it really show they were actually punishing him during his lifetime maybe maybe he was cursed by a witch or a wizard or something of like argentina will never win another tournament italy will only win a world cup in 2006 will never win a euros until until you die. That would not be surprising. That feels like it's right. I definitely like can that. imagine Diego being on the wrong side of some black magic, some dark magic. Pissing, <laughs> pissing off a witch. Getting hexed. 
Yeah, that's what I think. I think maybe the soccer gods. I love that. Uh, it's not. It's not the way that Pedro it's, thought that yeah. the soccer gods were. Yeah, involved. I don't know. I, w- I want to know what Pedro thinks. I'm very curious. I feel like he's got some strong thoughts on this, and I imagine they probably differ from ours. <laughs> <laughs> uh there there you go i think that's the emails sorry we'll do better next week uh as long as it's not a rogue pod then i you know who knows how we'll do but soccer thread at gmail.com it's true bucks and six pedro six i've become a bucks fan the last time we talked about this i said i didn't care i was really more of a blazers fan only when they got to the playoffs i love it turns out i'm a bucks fan when they get about five seconds away from winning game four (laughs) that's the trigger for me for bucks fandom love it he was uh, checking the checking the scores at the Timbers games last night. I was like, "Who is this man? What are you doing?" Yeah. yeah. Uh, last week, Rogue Pod happened just before the Euros final. Um, I was sweating bullets because I said on that podcast that the one thing we know for sure is that England will not win in penalties. <laughs> uh, and and boy, it went to penalties. And Speaking I thought, of oh, I'm gonna have to edit the mm-hmm. gonna have to edit this pod and just edit that bit right out. <laughs> Luckily. For me, uh, England losing penalties. Uh, Mike, general thoughts about this? I mean, this is pretty old. I think we don't have to spend a bunch of time, but any kind of like, you know, looking back, what's the final impressions on on that game or the tournament? Or I whatever? mean, my my final thoughts on that game and the penalties is is when it went to penalties, and as they were happening, I I mean, I really didn't care who won this game, and I was so tense. And then when England lost, I just thought, God damn it, this is cruel. This is such yeah. a cruel way to decide a game. Yep. Uh, yep. And especially for the, I mean, all, all the guys who missed penalties for England were, you know, they're all like 20, I think Rashford's the oldest and he's yeah. 23. Uh, and right. I mean, you know, they're professional players, whatever, but I'm just like, oh God, I just felt, I cannot remember the last time I felt that bad for, you know, professional multimillionaire athletes as, as that penalty shootout. Dan said as soon as, <laughs> As soon as uh, they, you know, as soon as the game was over and and Italy had won, and uh, I think I heard Dan say that that is uh, yet another uh, generation of of England players that have been ruined mentally in a mental or in a, a penalty shootout. So, um, it's those guys. That's the the backbone of that team for the next ten to twelve years that now are just right gone hopefully. psychologically. I mean, hopefully not, but. Uh, but you could imagine it. it. You what, what? You know the Gary Lineker quote, quote is what twenty two guys run around in the field for ninety minutes and in the end Germany wins. I think you could change it to twenty two guys run around the field and uh, for ninety minutes and in the end England loses in penalties. Yeah, uh, yeah. I had it's, not put together. Just oh, sorry. Go ahead, Palmer. No, you. No, go I was ahead. just gonna say I, it took me a while to put together that the foot. You know the it's coming home song. Uh, like the guy who they're talking about in the beginning of the song who misses a penalty is Gareth Southgate. Like they play, you know, there's a eight second clip. Oh yeah. The uh, Gareth Southgate, the whole of England is behind you. Oh, it's saved. (laughs) And like, I've, you know, I've heard that song a million times and I just didn't, you know, it took me a while to put this together and it did feel like, Mm -hmm. you know, some kind of cruel irony that all of that, you know, it's coming home nonsense and Southgate and, then just everything that happened just i don't know man are you so england seem to be a, a very talented squad they're very young um they're 
probably going to be com- be competing for more, you know, finals, uh, especially, you know, the next World Cup. Um, were you looking forward to putting to bed It's Coming Home or uh, do you want more It's Coming Home in the next World Cup? Because I love this song. <laughs> uh, I hum it to myself at least once or twice a month. Um, it just pops into my head. Uh, but it was a little... It was a little much. The memes, um, it would have been really great to put this to bed and just give them a trophy. I don't know if I don't know if you can put this to bed. It's either it's coming home or it's staying home. It's one way or the other. <laughs> Once the genie's out of the bottle, I think. <laughs> I don't know. It's a great. It's just like a uh, a long running narrative. I don't think it can. I mean, that might be the reason that they lost is because this is not allowed to be put to bed. <laughs> The soccer gods yeah. uh, are smiling upon Maradona and <laughs> don't want don't want it to come home. Yep. The uh Margaret Thatcher up there. <laughs> just I think is she dead? Yeah. I think so. Uh, yeah. But yeah. when I was watching this game with my wife, um, who I don't know why she was watching this with me, but she decided to. Uh and you know, Harry Maguire and Harry Kane, they make the first two penalties, and uh then then I can't remember who's next. If it was, I think Rashford maybe. And I think she said something along the lines of like, "Oh, did they run out of Harrys or something like that?" And it does make <laughs> you think like, were there other Harrys out there? You know, there's been a lot of you know kind of uh, people saying Luke Shaw or Grealish should have taken penalties, but realistically, I think this is on squad selection, and you know you have to have at least five Harrys on the team to be taking pens. <laughs> I mean. Is Prince Harry even eligible anymore? He took off. I'm not sure. Not sure he's eligible. He should have should have taken one. He should have stepped up. Should have been there. I think it for the it's a good way to bring him back in the fold. I think more Harrys. <laughs> uh, the penalties were they as bad as they seem? Four out of five were uh, saved. Or no, sorry, four out of nine. Mm-hmm. So five went in. Uh, no, 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 no. I got it backwards. <laughs> Five were saved. Only four went in. Uh, right. Three to one, right? Yeah. Uh, were they actually bad? Or just, I mean, Rashford's at the post. It's not really a bad penalty, except right. that it missed. And yeah. it's a binary thing. It goes yeah. in or it doesn't. Uh, Pickford's save seems like they were pretty good saves. Maybe not perfect penalties, but, I mean. Harry, uh, Harry Maguire's penalty was very yeah. good. Banger. Yeah. Just to step up and do that, uh, I mean, he knocked the camera out of the out of the net. That was a good penalty. Um, I anytime a penalty is saved, it's it's not a great penalty, right? Uh, it's in the right spot for a goalkeeper. Um, Pickford Pickford's save on his second save, the one that you know essentially gave them life. Uh, <laughs> Uh, goes back off the post and almost yeah. back into the goal, which would have just been like, uh, we're England, aren't, aren't we? Next like level. That would have been, that's, yeah. For uh, the most part, I thought, you know, they were not great, not a great penalty, um, mainly because there were too many saves. Yeah. And there there was a miss too, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then obviously the racial boost, which were, against um i think it was sancho this week that said he knew the moment that he met like his first thought was like 
oh, this is going to just be a whole thing. It's that, that I, was my first thought. That was my first thought. After, and like, that's terrible. Yeah. That like, why are we here where, you know, especially just like what this team was um, and what they stood for and, uh, you know, as young as those ki- those kids are and, and, and what they're doing and just to to know that like if they if they were going to fail it was going to be not pleasant for them uh is disappointing yeah. but uh the response around england from the non twitter finger racist assholes um was heartening uh the marcus rashford mural was was yeah, pretty was cool, really cool. Yeah. um you know so we got a long way to go. Rashford's statement that he came out mm-hmm. with was just like, the dude is 23. If yeah. he had gone to college, he'd be like, he's fresh out of college, right. young, like just a phenomenal statement from him. Uh, the composure and there's no reason to be like that. Like, no, he and it's not yeah. up to him to do right. that. Right. Right. It's absolutely not. Right. And, uh, just really, really impressive yeah. all the way around. Yeah. Um, I do think one thing that struck me about this week is, I mean, I'm I'm sure there's always support, right? I mean, hate rarely goes totally unopposed. Mm-hmm. There's, there's usually some pushback to the hate, right? But it really seemed overwhelming this week um, that it was just like flooded with support yeah. and love as mm-hmm. a response, which was yeah. great. Which yeah. I really I mean, I, I, it was great. It, it, go ahead. Mike. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I wonder, you know, if if when a, a player gets racially abused after a club game, you know, if you're a supporter for another club, you might not care as much or you might not even know. I mean, a lot of this stuff is like happening, you know, on the Internet. And if you're not looking for it, you might not see it. But the, the events that happened this week, because it was so high profile and it was also you know, the whole nation or country of England was kind of behind the team. It just felt like a an easier opportunity for people to kind of come together and, and kind of put their foot down or support the players or whatever you want to say. Um, yeah. I, I don't know how, like, transferable this kind of support will be going forward. I mean, it would be great if, if we see this, but um, I don't know. It, it felt like kind of a unique moment. Um, but also, like like Palmer said, it was it was great to see, but we still have a long way to go. Yeah, I mean the I think it was the Daily Mail tabloid in England came out and uh they had a headline about, you know, these guys were our three lions whatever and it was very much like look guys, we're all looking for the guy that did this and started all this racist <laughs> shit. Uh <laughs> we have no idea who might be yeah, responsible. Yeah, exactly. So it starts there. Um I just hope that you know, it just sucked. It it sucked to to watch a game and have England lose like that uh and then know that there was going to be that after yeah. just no, um, yeah. yeah so i mean we haven't said anything about italy um they look good through the entire tournament uh i think a lot of people think they were probably outplayed by spain in the semifinal which probably true fair yep. enough uh but italy very deserving winners overall i'd say uh impressive tournament out of them uh, this this is the point of the pod where Mike can heap praise upon Keevan for saying that Italy was the uh, the dark horse of this tournament. Ed would Ed would win. 
Um, so go ahead, Mike. Way to go, Keith. Floor is yours. Way to go, Keith. I'm proud of you, buddy. <laughs> Take that all the way to the bank. Go do some house projects with that money or pay someone else to do it. <laughs> um, no. I mean, you know, Keith put his neck out there. He went on the Rogue Pod. Uh, he made some predictions. Some of them were great. Some of them were less than great. But rather than talking about Keevan, uh, this watching Italy play reminded me of something that one of my very like twelve year old coaches said. Uh, and I remember he was talking about like defending in soccer versus defending in football, and just talking about how in American football, anytime a defensive player makes a tackle, you know they get up, they celebrate. They, they do something with their teammates, you know, there's sack dances and, you know, you knock down a pass, you get up and, you know, do the incomplete sign. And he just talked about how like stupid that was and how you can't do that in soccer because the play's still going on. But that is exactly what Italy did the whole tournament. Every time there was a block, they just acted like they scored a goal. And it was incredible. <laughs> and I just wish that Ron Forline, my coach, from when I was like 12 to 16, I'm sure he was watching this. And I just really, I doubt he remembers this conversation we had, uh, but it really stuck with me. And I just, I love the celebration of defense. Uh, even though I like goals, it was just, it was funny to me. I loved it. Defenders need shine too. I mean, Steve Clark would fit in very well <laughs> on this Italian team. Uh, I mean, they're led by uh, what's Chiellini who that's what he does like that's who yep. he is so um they definitely take his uh take the lead from him for sure great tournament from italy uh great tournament all around i think very fun uh teams getting results and winning and denmark's deep run was great yeah. uh so a very very fun tournament excellent excellent year for the euros let's talk about a less fun tournament <laughs> moving on to the gold cup <laughs> Ouch. Uh, not sure we've got... Well, okay. We're recording just after the U.S. beat Canada 1-0. Uh, their group stage was a 1-0 win over Haiti, a 5-1 win over Martinique, uh, where DK had two goals accredited to him and one accredited as an own, own goal. Uh, a nice little rainbow finish mm -hmm. from the defender. Uh, <laughs> DK did not get credit in the end. So D a DK non-hat-trick, although... It was close. And then this 1-0 win over Canada. Um, Mike, we can talk a little bit about Canada since I think we all just watched that one. But do you have anything to say about the first two games or the, the group stage of this tournament in general? Uh, I mean, it's great to see outside backs scoring a lot of goals. I'll just say that as a former outside back. You love to see it. Feels very modern. Love it's a modern game. Um, and I feel like They've brought in some some guys who either had no caps or very few caps before, or like in the case of Shaq Moore, we hadn't seen him in a while. So, yeah, I mean, today's game was not great. I'm sure we'll get onto it. But overall, I think it's fun to see some of these guys. I mean, almost everyone on this team is very young. Uh, some of them feel like they have a future. Some of them don't. But I don't know. Palmer, what do you think? Um, I mean, I think the... The biggest story from the group stage is Daryl DK. And I, you know, I, I'll, I'm sure we'll get onto this, but I just wonder like what, how has his stock changed? I know that um, after the Martinique game, I think Grant Wall tweeted, uh, it's clear that Daryl DK needs to be 
in our starting 11 striker a team um i feel like that my opinion has changed well i didn't think that in the martinique game um i still don't think that after today but i think that he you know he needs to do more where do you think dk Um, is in like the pecking order for strikers right now like is he that's your starter is he your first striker off the bench is he not even that I don't even know if he's in the squad Ooh. yet. I like I really like him. I like him a lot. Uh and I just I need to see more from him. I wanted to see him be a little bit more I wanted him to boss the game a little bit more today against Canada. We can talk about game states. I mean, we scored in the first 21 seconds. Uh and you kind of knew that the rest of the game was going to kind of change then. Um I I want to see how he does against Mexico. I, I would like to see him continue to start. He didn't start in the first game. <clears throat> so I'd like to see him still still be in the starting 11 for the rest of this tournament. But um, jury's still out. I really, really like him. Um, but he feels like, like a Bobby Wood to me um, and not necessarily like a Clint Dempsey. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I so I'm uh, sorry. I'm pausing because I'm pulling up the uh, recent call ups. The I mean, forward we don't have, you know, a really obvious starter. It's definitely wide open. Um, you know, Sergeant is probably the guy that we all would like to really be dominant, but he hasn't been, and he's actually younger than DK. I think 21. DK is a little older than that. Uh, no, that might not be true. He might be 20. Um. But it is so wide open that I don't I don't see why he couldn't get some starts, especially kind of if the tactics, the way that Greg's trying to set up, fit him. Um, and I don't know if he's just such a big guy that I see him as kind of that pure, like, old-fashioned striker. Um, maybe that's just ill-informed, and I haven't seen enough of him to really appreciate how well-rounded his game is. And I'm I'm willing to you know say that I could be wrong there I don't know but just given his size, um, he doesn't necessarily feel like he fits a lot of what Greg is trying to do in terms of getting the young quick uh, pressing team through the midfield and the like wide forwards. So, I, but then on the other hand, you don't you, there's nobody else whose position like that they're really claiming it so. Right. Why not give him some run? I'm. I feel like him and Sargent are like you know, inverse players of each other. Like Sargent seems yeah. to love to combine. Not great at scoring goals. Doesn't seem to have any real killer instinct uh, in terms of making runs or finishing. You know, works pretty hard on defense. DK like great in the box. Just seems to know where to put himself. Uh, seems to be a great finisher, but like not yeah. great in the combination. But I mean, to Dan's point, they're both like 21 years old. They're still very young. Right. They've played, you know, I think DK's played like a year of professional soccer and, you know, Sergeant maybe two or three. So a lot of that could change. But I have to say, just watching DK today, I mean, we didn't look good and we didn't have a lot of the ball. But like when the ball came to him, I wasn't particularly impressed. Um, and I feel like... Uh, uh, yeah, I mean... It, go ahead, Ryan. He, he's, a, he's a route one striker like it he just wants to run straight down the pitch um 
and and if he's asked to do something other than that, like I don't think that he's that great at it yet. I, you know, or I don't know. I've not seen him be able to do that. But to your point, Mike, like his kind of instincts around goal are really really good. Uh, he had a shot that looked like he shouldn't had any business getting off that almost went in yeah. today. Um, but that was really like the only time. Yeah. yeah but shrugging again, off like, a defender facing away from goal and somehow he's able to redirect. He, it. Right. He can absolutely yeah. him and Busio can both, which is funny because they couldn't be more different in terms of like demeanor and size, but both of those guys yeah. can absolutely thwack a ball just like out of nowhere, just yeah. standing star and just crush a ball. Where does, where does Busio fit in? Because he's been fun. This yeah, he's been lively. Yeah, where does he? He's fit for into me that? the standout, at least in terms of like unexpected. I have not seen a lot of him, and the what I've watched from the Gold Cup, he's just been really fun. I've been impressed. Um, I think I, he's probably similar in that I'd like to see him. Like, really, the guys in this setup are fighting for the opportunity to like be in the mix for qualifiers to be called into those camps. And so that's what I'd like to see is just give him the opportunity, let him step up and and see if he can do it. I don't think he's going to displace any of our midfielders because our midfield is pretty stacked. Right. Um, but is he an interesting option if it's late and, uh, you know, Reyna hobbles off because he got hacked in the ankle or something? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, like give him that shot. Give him the ability to go in, and try to prove in a training camp with the full team that – uh, he belongs to be there. I, I feel like what's also been interesting about the Gold Cup so far is like trying to figure out what to do when we don't have Tyler Adams. Because like so much of Greg's setup is like, oh, we're going to have this six who can come in and just cover a lot of ground. And like we've got one guy who can do that. And that guy's been injured fairly frequently in his young career. And even if he's not injured, you know, we've got these like qualifiers coming up where we have three games in eight days and he's not going to play in every single one. And so it has been interesting to see, like, we've had a kind of a back three last game. And then, like, this game, we had kind of like a back three hybrid thing where, like, it wasn't a back three in possession, but it was when we were out of possession, which, like, I don't know, didn't seem to be great, but it's our first time trying it. But I do like that we're we're looking at, like, different options as much as I hate tactics and as much as they aren't real. Uh, like, we can't just <laughs> assume, okay, we're just going to set ourselves up to always have Tyler Adams and then if we don't have him, we're going to take, you know, Jackson, Ewell, or, you know, Busio, who's been fun, but is not Tyler Adams. Like, we can't just put him in a Tyler Adams role and be like, all right, it's going to be fine. Oh. So I think that's been interesting, even though there hasn't necessarily been. I mean, we looked great against Martinique, but there are a bunch of, you know, semi-pros or whatever. And then today we look right. shit. Uh, but I'm, I'm glad that we're at least trying to figure that out. But we looked shit because we scored a goal in the first 21 seconds and it was like okay now what do you, do you think um, that though i mean i mean I, the rest of the game just kind of died after that like we looked okay for like 25 minutes i thought i thought the first 10 minutes were good and then i mean zimmerman goes out with an injury uh it, the game was weird like it was like there were like seven drop balls yeah. in this game <laughs> um <laughs> Took the over on drop balls. You hit. You <laughs> yeah. hit big. Kevin, let us let us know if you did that. <laughs> I I just wonder. I mean, the tournament is still young, and we're getting into the knockout stages. And um, I mean, we were playing to win the group, 
we did. Um, and it just, it wasn't, I just, it wasn't the game that I thought that we were going to get against Canada. Um, so I don't know. I feel like, has anyone played your, their way out of, you know, the conversation? Uh, and for yeah, me, that's a different side of the coin. For me, it's Jackson Ewell. Yeah. Like I, he was really bad in the game in the, in the one game that he played. And I don't think he's been on the pitch since. And he came in today late, but yeah, okay. did not I look just, good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he was necessarily in the conversation. Uh, but for me, a guy I was surprised to see uh, on the squad is Donovan Pines from DC United. And then today he did not look particularly good. Had a couple like really nervy <laughs> moments and bad giveaways. Uh, so don't, don't he, think I need to see him good. again. Hopefully Zimmerman can be healthy or we can figure out a way to move forward with Good, uh, good, re- good recovery on the, on the giveaways though. <laughs> Pretty casual recovery. That's true. Um, those long legs. It doesn't take too many steps to recover. <laughs> I feel like in the past we've kind of we've joked. Uh, maybe it was like something about Gary Neville, but just joking about you know a team of of ten uh, right backs and a goalie. And I feel like the U.S. men's national team is moving in that direction. Like to me, the guy who's probably been most impressive is Shaq Moore, who I think a lot of us, or at least I, had kind of written him off if, if you were even paying attention to him. Uh, but we've got like, you know, a relative riches of right backs. And I, you know, how many of them realistically can we get on the field at one time and play coherently? As long as we have enough right backs that Tyler Adams doesn't have to play uh, right back. That's all we need. Just keep Tyler Adams in the midfield. Oh, that's I, lo- I love the idea of nine right backs and then Tyler Adams playing right back and the others just kind of <laughs> spread across the field Not- willy nilly. Just all overlapping each other. I, this whole, I'm sorry, I haven't listened to the conversation right now because all I'm thinking of <laughs> is those, those, um, those Japanese game shows where like a thousand yeah. kids like play against Messi, um, except they're all right backs. <laughs> um, and then also the question of how many Carsons would it, would we have to, uh, play against <laughs> to beat Man City? Um, so. I hope the content that you guys just kicked out was good because what everyone in my head was in my head was amazing. <laughs> I'm actually interested, you know, 10, 10, no, nine right backs of Tyler Adams and a goalkeeper. The goalkeeper is interesting to me because we've had Matt, I think is the first name, <laughs> yeah. Turner. Matt Turner, yeah. Uh, he's got a lot of hype recently. Um, we got an email that uh, Mike didn't bother to cover that w- was a link to a article about how he was the most valuable player in MLS by like goals added. Um, Supposed to be an amazing shot stopper. The rest of his game is getting better and better. He's been starting. He had three starts, uh, but we just haven't seen anything. I mean, these games just haven't lent themselves to a goalkeeper being able to show off. Right. He didn't Uh, save the penalty. So, so subtracted. uh, Yeah, there you go. Uh, So I am curious. I'd like to, I mean, not that I want to see him get pressured necessarily, but I am interested to see how that plays out. Hopefully as the matches ramp up and he is more and more involved, um, I'm still watching him because I think he could be another guy Yeah. Um, that plays his way in. Because goalkeeper also, I don't think, is locked down. So what are your guys' predictions for the rest of the tournament and um, how badly do we lose to Mexico? <laughs> if we make it to Mexico. I mean, yeah. I, before before we get into that, I just want to say I do not need to ever see Zardis and DK on the field together again. 
I did not understand that <laughs> when the game started. And as the game progressed, I continued to not understand that. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I, Greg, Greg has often done things that I don't understand and sometimes they work. And I feel like this one is just cool. We tried it. And uh, those two guys are very similar players. They're both like good kind of poacher strikers, good nose for goal, good finishers, not good at combining. Uh, and that showed itself today. So. Yeah, two guys that love running in straight lines. Predictions, Mike. Predictions. Uh, so let's see. We play either, I think, Costa Rica or Jamaica next, depending on what happens in a couple of days. I think we beat those teams. We probably play Jamaica, we beat them, and then we probably play someone better, and we lose in the semifinals. Oh, wow. All right. I was just very, very disheartened by today's performance. I was like, you know, we've had all these these games where we've kind of steamrolled teams. Um, you know, all these friendlies and obviously friendlies don't mean shit, but I was like, uh, you know, this Canada team isn't that good. I mean, they're competent, like professional soccer players, but there's not a whole lot of studs in there. And, uh, yeah, I was like ready for a three, nothing, you know, kind of walk in the park. And, uh, <laughs> that could not have been further from what we got. No, but it's the Canada a team, right? I mean, Alfonso Davies is out and, uh, Canada a. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a Canada team, a team, uh, and this is our probably C team. Like these guys really are just playing to maybe be involved in World Cup qualifying. Yeah. So I just, I mean, I think your prediction, Mike, is probably about right. Like semifinals is the level that we should expect given the team that we sent and the teams that other big countries brought. Um, but I'm not sure that that's necessarily a disappointment given the guys that we're actually watching, right? Like, it's just, that's fine. This is their audition. They're not playing with the best guys around them. Um, and if that's the way that the U.S. soccer is playing this, then that's fine. And we should just set our expectations accordingly. I mean, this is definitely, like, a strong Canada team. But if you just look at the players, like, I don't know, Buchanan is clearly very good and is probably not going to be in MLS for long. And then you've got... Uh, mostly a bunch of like okay MLS players. And I don't know, we have a bunch of supposedly pretty good MLS players, I would think. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I'm overrating our guys. But yeah, I just kind of looked at their team and looked at our team and I was like, yeah, our team seems better. And uh, we're playing at home and I don't know, like we should win. We did. And we did. So I'm happy. What do you want? <laughs> I do think we will lose in the semifinals. Yeah. Um. All right, there you go. Gold I don't know. Cup. What do you guys think? Really. I mean, I said I'm fine with it. These aren't it, our. This is our C squad. Did, They're playing did, to be in the fringes. Like, it just is what it Kevin is. Even put you up to making me uh, put something on record so he can make fun of me. Is that <laughs> what's going on here? Oh, you want predictions? Sorry, I didn't know what you meant by. Yeah, I I think semifinals is their level, right? I mean, they should be a top four team at this tournament. So that puts them in the semifinals. I think that's about right. Brian, yeah. come in, come in I, a little hotter than me and I'll, Dan. I'll, I'll, I will accept this, but you know, as a U.S. fan, it's a Gold Cup. Like you got to get into the final. Like you shouldn't, you should not. Like it's lose in the final to Mexico's A team. That's fine. Um, I would like to see this this young squad get deep into the tournament and have like a meaningful game against a, a strong Mexico team. That's only going to help. Um, 
I I don't even know if I can make a, a good prediction after these these two or these three group games. Like Martinique is Martinique. Um the Haiti game was not very good. Uh and the um the Canada game today was not great either. Uh but you know, we just saw England go to the final on all like one one zero victories and they drew to Scotland in their group. So you know, hopefully they can like turn it on and 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 we'll see uh Greg make adjustments and and um I'm predicting that we lose in the final. Give me that. Let's go. Fuck that. We're gonna win. Gold Cup. <laughs> Come on. Might DK, as well. DK I, in the I could see there it is. There it is. I, I could see Mexico um being really disappointed by their final result and that just leading to a lot of drama uh around the FMF. So that would make I, I could imagine that. I could imagine <laughs> that. I'm not sure that we'll be the ones to win based on that, like Mexico falling apart, but I could see Mexico uh just running into some internal strife. I like it. Uh Mike, you want to talk about silly season? Uh I mean always. Palmer. Try and <laughs> try and stay with us here. Um That's fine. Man, I don't know. I'll listen. I've I've I'm going to text. I basically just send out a, a few emails every day just talking about like random players uh, who are, you know, moving, moving around. Um, and I don't know, this week, Tanner Tessman, a 19 year old kid who's played like 20 games for FC Dallas is now going to Serie A. Uh, previously mentioned friend of the pod, Matt Bergeron, made a great point that seems like a lot of uh, Americans are going to Serie A right as ESPN is getting that that sweet, sweet television deal, which is, you know, some <laughs> some solid business by these clubs to be like, all right, let's, uh, we get an American on our team. We're going to be on TV more often. Maybe, you know, the next threadcation will be in Venice instead of Liverpool. Um, so I, I do like that angle. Spook. I don't know. Spooky city. <laughs> I don't like ghosts. Very spooky. Uh. Yeah, I suppose some Italian team has to be the Everton of the Italian league, right? The the one that for some reason all Americans support. Yep, yep. Um, I don't know. Other silliness. Sam Vines apparently maybe going to Belgium. Uh, Taylor Booth, who was playing for like Bayern second team, maybe just got a new contract at Bayern and, you know, maybe going to, to, to Porto. Is this the content that our listeners want? This is it. This is it. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I've not been paying attention this summer. I'm uh, I'm a little out of it. We're tracking Taylor Booth. That's all That's right. That's what we're doing. The Taylor Booth watches on, baby. This is <laughs> a sneak peek into the actual email thread. It's mostly Taylor Booth this content. Is, this is what happens when you try and have me do anything, Dan. I mean, it was it was. You were great at the front of the podcast, man. You were crushing. Yeah, I, I've I've come a long way and not in the right direction. Oh my god. That's great. Well, um I've got a bunch of chicken thighs that need to go on the grill, so unless you've got you know more Taylor Booth than- content. Yeah, maybe we can get some tweets of the chicken fries on the uh on the accounts, some photos. I'll send it out. I'll start a <laughs> uh an Instagram live feed. Let's go. Can't wait. I, I don't think we have an Instagram. <laughs> we do we now, folks. <laughs> chicken thigh content mostly any thigh content actually It'd just be a lot soccer of soccer thigh, thigh podcast yeah 
All right. That's all I got. That's it. Thanks, Cliff. Happy summer. Hope everyone's doing well. Uh, we'll do it again next week. Yep. Thanks, Cliff. Good to be back. As long as we have enough of them that, uh, God, this is embarrassing. I forgot the guy's name. <laughs> Our good center midfielder doesn't have to play right back. Then we're good. Weston? Uh, I'm, no, I'm cutting this out. This is <laughs> Our, good, good content. Yeah, so bad. Our good center uh, the, midfielder? Greg was playing the guy in like as a right back. This, Kellen? In, the guy. Kellen Acosta? No. No, the guy you just said, or the Sailor Adams. We need Tyler Tyler Adams. Adams. <laughs> I'm cutting that all out. I'm starting again. As long as we have enough right backs that Tyler Adams doesn't have to play uh, right back, that's all we need. That's that's for the outtakes, baby. Save that. Save that content. <laughs> Are you and Colin going to have a rogue pod just about transfers? Please say yes. Well, first rule of rogue pods is you can't talk about rogue pods. <laughs> I know that because nobody talks to me about rogue pods. (laughs) (laughs) Miriam cometh.
your video was breaking up as we were clapping, so that's probably a good sign. <laughs>